This is Eileen Ray McCann for Circle of Blue, and this week's What's Up With Water is devoted to the complex and crucial issue of water pricing, following the money on how urban centers finance the water for their residents and economies. Circle of Blue has just posted its annual survey of water price trends in 30 large U.S. cities, and here to give us insight into the latest is the author of The Price of Water 2018, Circle of Blue's senior reporter, Brett Walton. Welcome, Brett. Hello, thank you. Brett, could you give me a little background on this water pricing survey, why it's important and why you chose the cities you did? The survey began in 2010, and I was just curious about what people were paying in cities for water. I picked the 20 largest cities in the U.S. and then 10 regionally representative cities to kind of fill in the map. But what I do is I calculate water consumption for a family of four using three scenarios in which water use stays the same every month. And that's at a 50 gallon per person per day level, 100 gallon per person per day, and 150 gallons per person per day. We can kind of think of these as a low, medium, and a very high scenario. Um, So this was kind of putting a barometer on water prices around the country, identifying trends in both what people pay and how utilities are changing the way that they bill residents, so and how they assign prices to each gallon of water. And what did this year's data show you in terms of trends? This year, at the 100 gallon per person per day level, uh, the average price among these 30 cities rose 3.3%. And at the 50 gallon per person level, the increase was 4.6%. And so these are the slowest increases since the survey began in 2010. Now, the prices are still going up, but the rate at which they're going up has slowed in the last few years for these 30 cities. Well, who's paying more and who's paying less? This year, the largest price increases, most of them were concentrated in California. Uh, There are five California cities in the survey, and all five of those were in the top seven for highest rate increases. San Jose, Fresno, and Los Angeles were the top three. And the California cities make sense because a lot of the urban areas in California are investing more in their water systems because of the five-year drought that just ended. And they're investing more also because of earthquakes and aging infrastructure, basically replacing the pipe systems. Um, So one with drought resilience, LA and San Diego are trying to not take as much water from the canal systems that bring water from far away and trying to use more recycled and local supplies capturing stormwater, and treating polluted groundwater basins so they can be reused again. Um, and San Francisco is doing uh, an earthquake retrofit project. That was a $4.6 billion project that is at, in its final stages. So there are some big dollars being spent in California, and you can see that reflected in the rate increases. Um, six cities did not change their rates, and one city in the survey bucking the national trend decreased its rates, and that was Austin. So decreases in rates are unusual. Austin managed the feat because it refinanced some debt, and then it also changed uh, how it charges for new development. Basically, it increased the fees it charges for new uh, developments to connect to its water system and use that to pay down uh, some of its debt. Hmm. So it seems as if a lot of the work being done in terms of water pricing is trying to do the math, trying to figure out what the best way to make the fairest price for water that'll still allow the system to pay for itself. 
Yeah, the basic structure for a water rate is a fixed charge, which you pay every month, regardless of how much you consume, and then a variable charge that is based on how much water flows through your taps. The variable charge can be structured in a bunch of different ways, uh, depending on uh, your location and geography and your water use patterns. That can just be a flat fee. It can uh, increase with the number of gallons used, and that's a very common uh, structure right now. It's called an increasing block, where the first couple thousand gallons might be priced at $2 per thousand gallons, and then it would go up to $3 per thousand gallons for more use. So it's a way to incentivize conservation. But what I've seen in the last couple of years is that more and more cities are moving more of their revenue to that fixed fee. And they're doing that for more stability, because if you rely on consumption to get all of your revenue, if you go into a drought and there's drought restrictions, or if you have a really wet summer, uh, then your revenue can go down quite a bit. So utilities are moving more of that revenue into their fixed fee, meaning you pay it every month, regardless of how much water you use. That brings up a dilemma for utilities, where the more you do that, then the more the rate gets kind of uh, inequitable and you're putting uh, low water users more of a burden on them. So this brings up the affordability question, which has uh, become a concern for utilities in the last few years. Uh, as water rates have gone up and they have these revenue demands and they're putting more of their, their uh, earnings into that fixed fee. It's the part of the balancing act that utilities have to do between getting enough revenue to repair and maintain the system uh, making sure that rates are affordable for the poorest people in the city and ensuring that conservation happens so they don't have to go out and build new plants and new canals and really expensive infrastructure to access more water. Do you see that as data becomes more available that it'll help people fine-tune some of these models? Where do you see it going from here? The price of water is continuing to go up. There's a real need to repair systems and replace largely the pipes that have been underground for 100 years or more, and also to adapt systems to new climate conditions. So looking at uh, reusing and recycling water and acquiring local water supplies in the case of a lot of California cities. There are money-saving opportunities out there with new technologies that allow utilities to look at their pipes and evaluate and assess their pipe conditions, doing um, continuous maintenance on the most pressing problems rather than waiting for uh, a catastrophe to happen in the city. A uh, big break that floods a major intersection, shuts down traffic, floods businesses. Um, so cities, as more and more adopt better technology to manage their systems, there's going to be cost savings there. Uh, but still, there's a large, large number of pipes in each city. For a large city, there can be 4,000 to 6,000 or even 7,000 miles of pipe within one city just to deliver water. And that's a huge asset that needs to be maintained in addition to the water treatment plants and wastewater plants and pumps and canals and the whole apparatus. So there's a very big structure that we built that needs to be kept up. Do you think people think about this much? Uh, some people think about it a lot. One of the wonders of our water systems is that they've been so reliable for so long that people haven't had to think about it. And it will take continued investment and attention to keep them that way. 
Brett, could you let us know where to check in for Circle of Blue's uh, coverage on water pricing and the water pricing dashboard? Yeah, all the stories that I've written on water prices are on circleofblue.org. And at the bottom of this year's story, you'll find a data dashboard that has all the years of water pricing data we've collected. Uh, The dashboard is from Click, which is a data analytics company that's helped us present visually some of this information. Uh, You can click by city, by year, shows you price trends and uh, rate increase percentages. Uh, It's really handy, and I hope you check it out. Thank you, Brett. Thank you. That was Brett Walton, Circle of Blues senior reporter with The Price of Water 2018. You can find the entire story and the data dashboard at circleofblue.org. I'm Eileen Ramakan, and that's What's Up With Water. We'd like to share what's up where you are. Tweet us with your water news at circleofblue, hashtag what's up with water.